A reading from St. John, the 15th chapter. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, I chose you But I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my Father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my Father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father, nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. O Lord, have mercy on us. 
It goes without saying that the whole point of planting a vineyard, of tending the vines and caring for them, the whole point is to get some grapes, to have some fruit from that vine. That's why every year gardeners and farmers alike go out and till their soil and plant out seeds in the hopes that somehow, quite apart from their control, something will sprout from the ground and at long last, after much waiting and much care, there will be some fruit, something to harvest. You don't plant seeds, you don't plant a vineyard just to watch it grow. You don't plant vines never to get any grapes from them. In fact, the whole notion of not getting some fruit from your vines comes up in the Bible as something of a curse. It's a curse of biblical proportions to plant a vineyard but then never get to eat its fruit. It's a curse to plant a vineyard and have someone else eat its fruit, someone else harvest it, someone else take your joy. God laments in Isaiah chapter 5 that he has planted a vineyard, his people Israel. He asks the question, what else could I have done for you? He planted them, he watered them, he cultivated them, he cared for them, he cleared out the stones, he cleared away all of the obstacles, he treated them tenderly, he did everything that was needed to care for that vine, and yet Israel, his vine, was unfruitful. What else could I have done for you? The Lord asks of Israel. It's a tragedy. And it's a curse for a vineyard not to produce fruit, for vines not to produce grapes. It's a curse and a tragedy. Of course, it is obvious as well. It goes without saying that when you plant something, you hope for some fruit. When you plant a vineyard, you hope for some grapes. In our gospel lesson this evening, Jesus says another of those I am statements. I am the true vine. We've heard quite a few of these. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the door of the sheep. And there's another that we aren't getting to because we've only got five weeks in Lent, and that is I am the way and the truth and the light. But tonight we hear this one. I am the true vine. And my father is the vineyard, is the vine dresser. And you, he says, you are the branches. The point of this lesson is pretty plain. The vine has been planted and the branches are growing so that they may bear fruit, so that you can bear fruit. This kind of is a, uh, a difficult thing often for folks in our world to hear, that you have been planted for a particular reason. Maybe you hear that sentiment every now and again, grow, bloom where you are planted. Well, there's some truth to it in this way, that your purpose, what you're for, is not something that you have decided for yourself. So often when the world talks about purpose, they mean things like finding your purpose, that is, finding your passion, finding what, you, what it is that you love, what drives you, what motivates you. And it neglects the fact that you have been put in a place, in a time, among people in God's world as Christians for a purpose that God has given to you. Not a purpose of your own choosing. Not a purpose that you might have decided to choose. In fact, you would not have chosen it left to your own devices. But here you are for the purpose that God has given you. He is the vine and you are the branches and your purpose, your purpose is to bear fruit. It should be obvious, just as 
you drive down the road and you drive past an apple orchard and you don't find yourself wondering, I wonder what those apple trees are for. You know what they're for. They're for producing apples. You don't look at a vineyard and say, I wonder what those vines are for. You say, yeah, I know what they're for. They're for producing grapes. It's no wonder that you and I are here in this place at this time called by God. It's no wonder that we're here for a purpose. And Jesus tells us what that purpose is in our lesson tonight. The purpose is to bear fruit, and the fruit is love. The fruit that you are to bear as branches attached to the vine and tended by the vine dresser is love. The fruit of love is a fruit more glorious than anything you could imagine, more glorious than any purpose you could pick out for yourself, more glorious than anything about which you might be passionate. Love is better. Love is better because it is divine. And that is what you are here for. You are here, you exist for love, to bear that wonderful fruit. It's worth noting that you're not here for love and something else. Love and wealth or success or health or contentment or even happiness. You're not here for any of those things on top of love. You're here for love. Nothing that is born apart from love, nothing that comes into your lives without love is any good. It needs to be cut off and thrown away. Love is the source of all goodness because it is from our Heavenly Father. God is love. Even the fruits of the Spirit that Paul describes, even the fruits of the Spirit, all flow from love which stems from faith. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. These are all born out of love. Love, first of all, for your Heavenly Father and love for your neighbor. So you can think of yourselves in this purpose of bearing the fruit of love, you can think of yourselves as being single-hearted. There is one thing, just one thing, that your hearts should be after, and that is love. One great commandment God gives, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and even the second is like it, love your neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. That is what you are here for. So now ask yourself, am I single-hearted? Do I bear the fruit of love? Or am I producing other things? And if, as I fully expect, you cannot answer that question completely in the affirmative, then you should not be surprised when that vine dresser comes along to prune you. If there are other things that your heart desires, if you are tempted to love other things besides God and your neighbor, to love yourself, if you are tempted to abuse love, if you are tempted to follow your passions instead of hearing God's word, then repent and know that because you are a branch attached to the vine, tended by a vine dresser, you will be pruned. Now, our lesson makes it very clear that being pruned is a good thing. Quite different from being a branch that is lopped off and thrown away, tossed into the fire, and burned. That's not you. You are not going to be cut off from the vine because Jesus has bound himself to you. 
In baptism, when he calls you by his gospel, when he washes you and makes you clean, he does just what he said to the disciples. He says, you are already clean because you have my word. You are already fruitful branches of that vine. You are not meant for being lopped off and thrown into the fire. Instead, you are meant for bearing fruit, and that means that so long as you are in this life, you are meant for pruning. Now, pruning is such a familiar task. If, you, if you're familiar with gardening, if you've participated in gardening, if you've seen anybody gardening, you know that pruning is a necessary thing. And it seems really common when you see somebody out there with their pruning shears trimming here and there. It's not that surprising, but when you think about it, it's really a pretty destructive, seemingly cruel thing. Here's this plant that is flourishing. I always have trouble with, this, with the tomatoes. Here they are growing in abundance, and I'm supposed to cut off supposed to cut off these branches. Why would I do that? It seems so cruel and destructive. I'm losing something when I do that. Or in a vineyard, every year the vine dresser has to trim back the vines. And often they trim them back fully so that there's only a third left of what was once there. So that what is left at the end of the season is just this dead-looking stump there. Seems cruel and destructive. But To the master gardener, to the trained and experienced vine dresser, that pruned plant does not look like a dead plant. It looks like a plant that is now fit to bear fruit. More fruit, better fruit, wholesome fruit. To the vine dresser, to the gardener, a pruned plant looks wonderful. It has potential. It will bear fruit because what it needed it has received. You are fruitful vines, fruitful branches attached to the vine. You are not unfruitful branches. You have Jesus' words. You have received faith in Jesus. You believe in him. You trust in him so that you can produce that fruit of love. You are attached to the vine. You are fed by that life-giving vine. Your life is directly connected to Jesus. Your life comes from him. Everything that you need for life flows into you straight from him. There is no gap, no barrier, nothing in the way. You are bound to him as a branch is to a vine. But he is not done with you yet. The vine dresser is not done with you yet, and so faithfully he prunes you. You heard what some of that pruning looks like, As our gospel lesson went on this evening, the world is going to hate you. You will be persecuted. If they hated Jesus, if they persecuted Jesus, if they rejected his word, so also will they hate and persecute and reject you. But when that happens, you are not a branch that is being tossed into the fire. You are a fruitful branch that is being pruned. What is pruned from your life may often surprise you. Things that you didn't think needed to be pruned. When you plant strawberries, this always frustrated me, when you plant strawberries, you're supposed to the first year pluck off every blossom so that they don't produce any strawberries so they can be strong and healthy. You have to wait an entire year. You're supposed to look at those blossoms that are gonna be the source of the fruit and you're supposed to pluck them off and throw them away and wait next year for the fruit. What God prunes from your life may be things that you thought were going to be fruitful. 
blossoms that looked beautiful and hopeful for the future, those may be the very things that God plucks off from your life. Why does he do it? So that you can be stronger and produce better and more fruit. How much God prunes from your life may also shock you. It may be upsetting. It may be that he cuts you back entirely like a vine dresser cuts down the vines so that there's almost nothing left, so that you look like a dead stump. It may surprise you. It will be painful. But who is the one who has done it to you? A vine dresser who is merciful, who is faithful, who knows how to care for his plants, whose glory it is for the plants to produce fruit. Think about that. When you produce the fruit of love, when you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, when you love your neighbor as yourself, when you are willing to lay down your life for a friend, you give glory to God. His glory is for you to bear fruit. If you do not bear fruit, he does not receive glory. And so, he prunes you. He prunes you so that you can bear fruit. He is a merciful and loving vine dresser who does not destroy his plants, but cares for them, who tends them, who does everything that is needed so that they can bear fruit. And the vine to which you are attached is a fruitful branch. That vine is perfect. Jesus is perfect. There is no flaw or blemish in him. There are no scratches, no wounds, no unfruitful parts. There are no parts of him which do not receive his love. You are attached to the perfect vine. Think about his love. Think about what God was willing to risk, what Jesus was willing to risk in order to make you fruitful. Think about what it cost him. Being willing even to lay down his life, to suffer death, death on a cross. Why? So that you can bear fruit. Think of what it cost him to prune you, to discipline you, to risk having you think that he is cruel and unjust. He is willing to risk that so that you will bear fruit. Think of how great his love is, the love that he pours into you through Christ Jesus. Going through death into the grave and into life again so that you can bear fruit. Abide in him, that's what Jesus says. Remain with him. It's as easy as a branch remaining with a vine. Abide in him, hear his word, receive his discipline, his pruning with thankfulness. He is a faithful vine dresser. The vine is perfect, and you will bear abundant fruit. To God alone be all glory, now and forever. Amen.